Hello everybody, welcome to The Coaching Conversation. I'm Graham Wiley and I've been coaching business leaders for the last two decades. In this series, we're going to explore some of the things I've seen and learned in that two decades and hopefully help you see how you can become more focused, more effective and hopefully happier in your life. So, it's now time to sit back, relax and enjoy The Coaching Conversation. So today, I'm going to talk about what it's like to be an executive coach. Might seem a bit self-indulgent, but actually, I thought as potential coaches, and indeed there may be coaches listening as well, this might be a little insight that is useful in helping you make sure you get the most from your coaching experience. As a coach... And, and, and as a professional coach, someone with two coaching qualifications, someone who's studied the profession, I'm pretty clear about what my role is in the programme. My role is to give the coachy focus, to give them accountability for the things they're going to try to do differently, and to give encouragement and support And where possible, if if I've got insight, to share my knowledge and training and and previous experiences to add to their knowledge and insight to the particular problems that they're wrestling with. However, as a coach, it's not my role to own the problem, to own the goal, own the objective. It's my role to allow the coachee to be able to focus on it and make progress. Sometimes coaches really struggle with individual issues and my role is to keep their head up. My role is to keep them absolutely determined to find a new way of dealing with that particular challenge. Sometimes they've tried something and it hasn't gone as well as they might and my job is to pick them up, dust them off and Help them have another go. Sometimes it's just to celebrate success, which is lovely. Sometimes my job is to be there, to be the one that says, well done. Congratulations. Wasn't that fun? As an executive coach, you are in a a privileged position in many, many, many ways. You You get to see and hear the truth of the situation from the coach's perspective. It doesn't necessarily mean that everything they tell you is completely balanced and correct. Clearly, there are more than one opinion about something. But you're seeing it from their perspective. And, and a really good coachee is going to be absolutely upfront, honest and, and open. They're going to make themselves vulnerable because they want to learn and they want to develop and they want to change. And so you have to respect that privilege as a coach. You have to acknowledge that The confidentiality of of what they're sharing with you is sacrosanct. And and the way I um, characterise that with a coachee is, provided you don't tell me you're committing a crime, provided you don't tell me you're doing anything to the detriment of the sponsor, your your company, the person who's paying for the programme, what you tell me is secret. And I think that reassurance, I think that level of integrity... It's pretty crucial for both parties. 
if I don't think I can do that, if they don't think I can do that, then we're going to, by definition, limit what we can actually achieve together. Because I've been doing this sort of work with a lot of people for a very long time, I can absolutely share with you that for some people, these experiences are literally transformational. They, they really do take control of their lives in ways they never thought were possible. They do achieve things they previously thought would be on their reach. For some people, it's not quite as transformational as that. It's just moving into a much better place. It's addressing issues that have been a problem or that bugged them for some reason or another. It, it can be a relationship issue. It can be a, a piece of hard learning. They've never really had the determination to get that skill. But because of the program, they've chosen to do that. The other thing that I found as a, as a coach is that the more vulnerable someone makes themselves, the more open that someone makes themselves, the more honest with you and with themselves that they are, the much higher the, level, the likelihood of success. It sounds a bit obvious. It sounds a bit twee in many ways. But the truth is, if you don't start by saying, I have a problem, how are you ever going to get it fixed? Therefore, as a coach, you have a responsibility in that situation that no one else is ever going to have, or very rarely going to have, perhaps a spouse, perhaps. Because not only do you now know what that problem is and how they feel about it and what they're going to do about it, you're going with them on that journey. You're not doing the work. They're doing the work. But you are there as a spectator watching exactly how it unfolds. If you are coaching a team, and, and that happens a lot, and you could be coaching them together, or you could be coaching them individually, but collectively as a team, you will end up seeing a multitude of perspectives on similar problems. You'll, you'll get a multitude of different understandings of a situation. And your job is not to pass judgment. Your job is not to say, they're right and they're wrong. Your judgment is to help them work out individually and collectively what they believe the truth to be, what they believe they should do in that situation, commit to it and crack on and do that. You are not the judge. You, you, are, you are not the referee. You, you are not the mediator as the coach. You are the coach. So given that that's the situation that you believe, that's the situation that you perceive, that's the outcome that you're looking to do, what are you going to commit to that's going to make that happen? It's quite right and quite normal for sponsors, the, the, the person paying the bill, to want a certain coachee to focus on one or two key things in their personal development. And as I say, it's perfectly normal and perfectly in order that that is the case. In my experience, there's almost never 
a lack of understanding of those issues by the coachee. Because any kind of relationship that's led to a positive investment in them, such as a coaching program, means there's a fairly fairly tight cohesion between them on what the state of the development of the individual is. And therefore there's almost never any kind of conflict between what the coachee wants to do and how they want to go about it and what the sponsor wants to see developed. And if there is, and it's very, very rare, and it's usually very minor, the coach can inject a degree of perspective that might not be there from the coachee. But it's not you imposing yourself on them, it's just perhaps holding up a a slightly different light on a subject. As a coach, it's incredibly fulfilling to be able to help people It's incredibly satisfying to believe that you've been part of that person's fundamental journey from one place to another. But you're only the facilitator. The work was done by them. The risks were taken by them. That the reward is theirs in terms of what it achieves for them in their career and their lives. And for you, it's just another professional job well done and the satisfaction of having done your job appropriately. I do find often that the difference between mentoring and coaching, and we've talked about this in previous coaching conversations, is is not understood. As a mentor, I'm, I'm happy to share my experience, my insight, my knowledge, if you want me to. That doesn't make me right. It means I have an informed opinion. As a coach, I have no opinion. As a coach, I am simply asking you what you need to do, what you think of a situation and what you're going to attempt to achieve differently now that it's come to the fore. Because of that difference... If someone says to me, you told me, as their coach, I will say, no, I didn't. If someone says, "It's you have given me this advice, I will say, no, I didn't. I gave you some input, you chose to do whatever it was you chose to do. I'm not going to own responsibility for the coaching program in terms of the outcomes. They are exclusively the coachee's responsibility. As a coach, I invariably spend significant time preparing for each session. So I'll reflect on previous sessions, what was said, what was committed to, what's the journey that we're on and where we're up to. And I'll give thought to how I would like to guide the conversation that's coming up. Invariably, I can't dictate that. Invariably, there is feedback, development, stuff gone on that the coachee needs to share and we need to pick up and work with. And so a coaching conversation is very current, very live and very often of the moment. Nonetheless, 
there are overall objectives and goals of the program that you don't want to deviate too far from. And you want to make sure each conversation is in that context. So as a coach, it's a privileged position. It's a challenging position. And it's a very rewarding position as you help people become the person, enjoy the life they choose to live. So that's a slightly different perspective on the coaching conversation. I hope it was useful. See you again soon. So there you have it. The latest edition of the coaching conversation. I hope you found it interesting. I hope you found it useful. You can find out more about our coaching programs at theexecutivemindset.co.uk. If you want to reach out, you can send me an email at theexecutivemindset at sagegreen.com. You can book a free 30-minute session at theexecutivemindset.co.uk, which will give you a really good feel for how coaching could help you. And if you've really enjoyed the session, do please rate us, do please give us a review. And nothing more for me to say other than see you next time.